This is the Get a Game Plan podcast hosted by the Louisiana Governor's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness, or GOSEP. I'm Mike Steele, the Communications Director for GOSEP. Thank you for joining us. September is National Preparedness Month, and we will be taking a look at some of the topics our partners at FEMA have decided to highlight. Overall, the theme for September is Prepared, Not Scared. As we often stress, it's always important to prepare, have your emergency supplies, have a communications plan, have an evacuation plan. Control the things you can control and don't panic. The steps you take before disaster can help protect you, your family, and your property. It can also make recovery a little easier. This week marks the height of the Atlantic hurricane season. It's traditionally when we've seen the most tropical activity. Louisiana has already been impacted by Barry. Now Dorian has battered the Bahamas and threatened much of the southeast. Before we get started with our interviews, we like to start each episode with an emergency preparedness tip. The tip for this month is tied to current events. Many of you step up to help others during a time of need, and we're seeing that with Hurricane Dorian. But before you donate, do your homework to make sure it's not some type of scam. The Better Business Bureau reminds everyone that links you see on social media or received by email may not be legitimate. Scammers sending links could take you to a different website as they try to get your personal information, such as credit card or debit card numbers. You should make sure the organization is established and not newly created and clearly states how they're going to distribute the funds that you want to donate. A little research could help protect you and help those you are trying to reach with emergency support. That's today's preparedness tip. Moving on to our first interview, Katisha Williams-Smith is one of my co-workers at GOSEP. She's our Community Preparedness Branch Manager, and she joins us now by phone for the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Mike. So let's talk about this. The Preparedness Branch at GOSEP is involved in many, many areas of our state emergency plans, and making sure the public is prepared is one area of focus. What would you like the public to know about those efforts? So, Mike, we are working diligently in the preparedness section here at GOSEP. Um, in my department, we like to say we focus on building a more resilient, sustainable, and collaborative emergency management um, culture. So we want to bridge those gaps between response and recovery. In the community preparedness section, we want to conduct outreaches. We want to provide resources and education to our communities so they can better be prepared. And I know lately uh, there's been a big effort to work with communities, businesses, other groups. Who exactly have you been trying to target with that effort? Okay, so our targets really start local with the local OSEP offices first. Um, we want to make sure they're educated um, and know what their resources are to help their communities. Um, and then we also deal with volunteer organizations and your faith-based organizations, and also other state stakeholders. When you're dealing with these groups, uh, do you see things that are kind of similar when you're talking to them, things that they really need to uh, to kind of focus on? Yeah, there are a lot of similarities, Mike. Um, dealing with individual assistance, um, the needs are pretty much all the same. 
Um, so a lot of individuals don't know their resources um, and they don't know when they will be able to apply for disaster assistance versus not being able to apply for disaster assistance and then knowing other resources that they have. Um, there are a lot of volunteer organizations in their local communities that they're not aware of. So we want to make sure that everyone is up to date and knows how to get in touch with those resources. And we want the individuals to be able to contact their local OSEP offices to obtain that information. You know, that's a that's a very important topic because I know just with Hurricane Barry, something we've been dealing with over the past couple of months, you know, unfortunately we didn't hit that mark where, where uh, FEMA assistance for homeowners would be available, but there are other connections uh, maybe in their parishes that are that are available. So that's that's kind of the gap that you guys help fill. Yes, correct. So in different um, locations, you have, of course, your faith base. You have your churches and things of that nature that have um, resources, of course, for food and um, you know things to rebuild your home or to help you muck and gut. Um, so those things are provided in your local communities. You have your volunteers. You have um, all kinds of resources right there in your local community because we're not always going to be declared as a disaster. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so when you're dealing with these groups, uh, I know, like I said, you guys have really focused on doing outreach to you know organizations or, or local uh, businesses and those type things. If someone wants to get in touch with you or they're part of an organization, what's a good way to, uh, to reach out to you guys to sign up for maybe one of those tr- types of training events? Yeah, so they can contact us by phone, email. They can visit the GOSEP website. Um, We have a little information on there. But we are always um, available to get in contact with. And you can contact anywhere from our assistant deputy director down to me, the community preparedness branch manager. And I know it's it's been kind of exciting for me because I've seen some of the products you guys have helped develop to give to these groups and, and to kind of get that word out. I, I guess it's kind of a, a, a nonstop uh, operation trying to make sure that you're ready for these groups as well. Correct. And we also, like, we work with um, Louisiana Citizen Corps. We work with them closely. We work with um, Volunteer Louisiana. So we have those connections, and we try to make sure if there is a need, we can immediately attack that. And so uh, this next question may be kind of obvious, but when you're dealing with, you know, community organizations and volunteers, when exactly should they start uh, preparing for an emergency? We'd like people to start thinking about preparation in Blue Sky Days. We want everyone to be, when there is nothing happening, trying to figure out how their, what their community needs are and how they can better um, address those needs. Um, And Blue Sky Days are the best time for that. Now, granted, when you do have a disaster, you know, you learn from doing the job. But take those things that you learn in Blue Sky Days and, you know, try to filter that to where you can, you know, almost perfect it. And we know we we can't perfect anything, but we want to get it as streamlined as possible to make it easier on our communities. And I can tell you, you know, from being outside Katisha's branch, uh, you know, uh, the work that we do is kind of uh, intertwined sometimes with public information. And it's it's really exciting to see what preparedness is doing now. 
uh, you know, when the, when you do start reaching out to those groups and everything. Um, do you see something kind of similar, you know, when you're dealing with a lot of a lot of the public, uh, maybe gaps that you see that the public uh, doesn't think of right away, but things they should kind of focus on uh, before they're faced with an emergency? So a lot of times we see um, people are just not ready. Um, they, you know, you know it's coming, you know it's going to happen, but a lot of people don't think that it can happen to them. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it's a shocker and then they don't know where to start and what their resources are. So we're seeing that a lot. And then we're seeing, too, after a disaster strikes, um, people don't know that they can start mucking and gutting right away. They don't need to wait for the federal government or even the state to come in. Um, So they can start doing those things, just take pictures and just have, you know, things ready for when we do come that we can see what your damages are. We also need people to know too, after a disaster, um, we're concerned with your dwelling, meaning we're concerned with where you lay your head. So we don't, we don't come in to assess damages to your vehicles. We don't come in to assess damages to your sheds or to an RV. We only look at structures. Mm-hmm. Those critical critical things for the families. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, do you want to share that information again if, if someone wants to contact you uh, to help uh, bring some of this information to their community? Yes, so you can contact us here at GOSEP. Um, I'm Katisha. I'm the Community Preparedness Branch Manager, and my phone number is 225-922-2450, and you can always visit our website. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Now we'll move to the emergency resource segment for this episode. September is National Preparedness Month, so take advantage of the information being provided by emergency preparedness agencies at each level of government. FEMA is providing a lot of information on their social media accounts and at ready.gov. Each week in September highlights a different topic. Week one was save early for disaster costs if you're able, have money available to help cover an emergency evacuation or travel out of an area. A number of situations could force you out of your home at a moment's notice. Week two, make a plan to prepare for disasters. Go to getagameplan.org or ready.gov for more on planning. Week three, teach youth to prepare for disasters. Talk to your kids or your grandkids about being prepared. Some local and state offices offer training for young people. Our second interview today will actually include information on that training. If you are a coach, scout leader, church leader, or work with young people, take a moment to share preparedness information that could benefit families in your community. Week 4, get involved in your community's preparedness. There are a number of ways to do this step. Check with your local emergency managers or the Red Cross. There are many roles for volunteers to help. Again, each of these topics are highlighted in September by FEMA and Ready.gov. We will also be sharing the information on GOSEP's Facebook and Twitter accounts. That's today's resource segment.
Moving on to our second interview, Jody Morrow is the Emergency Preparedness Director for East Feliciana Parish. He also joins us by phone for the podcast. Thanks for joining us, Jody. Thanks for having me on, sir. Now, this episode is focused on National Preparedness Month, and a few of the topics involve community preparedness and youth preparedness. What are you and East Feliciana doing to promote those efforts right now? Well, my parish in East Feliciana, we're a very rural parish. We have just around 20,000 residents. Um, with that said, we still have the same issues as our larger parishes when it comes to reaching out to residents, um, getting through to them the importance of having a game plan. We offer all the pamphlets. We can explain to them all the websites to go to. You know, we, we can basically bring the water to them, but the problem is having them drink it, you mm-hmm. know. Um, what we found works best is we pull from the residents, the ones that we know are involved in volunteerism, the ones that come to us, our faith leaders, and even our teen leaders in our schools. And we've implemented and started training on the CERT team, the Community Emergency Response Team program. And just recently in the last few weeks, we've started in one of our local schools, high schools, our teen CERT program. And I know, you know, in talking with FEMA and, and listening to people around the state, there's a lot more effort, uh, it seems like, lately on this community preparedness uh, drive. You know, you see a lot of headlines about the Cajun Navy and search and rescue and those type things, but there's a lot more the public could help out with, you know, with different aspects. Is that correct? Uh, yes, sir. There, there's many aspects of the role that volunteers can play. You know, of course, the media always highlights your your action roles, your guys, your Cajun Navy people, your ones that are in the boats, in the vessels, doing the hands-on rescuing. But through our CERT team, we can establish roles that anybody can play. We have individuals that went through the training. They specifically want to do administrative roles. They want to come in and help us with paperwork in the EOC. They want to answer phone calls. Um, we use them for documentation purposes. And then, of course, in the recovery mode, you have to log everything. You have all the all the equipment and the items going in and out and your volunteer hours, things that really help the parish that that, you know, meet that that match program or whatever you want role you want to put them in. And I know um a lot of times, like you said, that that doesn't necessarily get the headlines or the media coverage, but some of those aspects are are just as important talking about the 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 entire emergency, I guess. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if just for the Hurricane Barry, you know, that was, uh, we, we initiated, that's the first time we actually implemented our call-up plan for our CERT. Our volunteers had them pre-positioned and staged, and I guess kind of was a litmus test on how our preparation with them went. And just the mere fact of having an entire rotation of individuals that just want to fulfill the role in the EOC, answering phones, documentation, helping our regular staff out so that they can do the things that are day-to-day. You know, in an emergency, a lot of people don't realize it, but you don't stop your day-to-day operations and just do emergency. There's, there's life still goes on for our 911 centers. It goes on for all of our regular staff, our first responders, just because we at the Emergency Operations Center, of course, are focused on whatever, whatever the pending situation is. We, we can't really just, and especially in a small community, a small parish like this, we can't expect for all the other agencies to drop what they're doing and just focus on the task that we have at hand. Mm-hmm. 
And that's where our volunteers step in. You know, and, and just to recap for our listeners uh, outside of Louisiana, we're talking to Jody Morrow, the the OEP director for East Feliciana Parish. We have parishes, of course, instead of counties. If someone's interested in finding out more about uh, volunteer efforts, what should they do? Should they contact their local offices directly? I, I always tell everybody to start with your local county or parish uh, emergency manager because in the overall scheme of things, that's the individual or that's the entity that needs to track the volunteer program that they have, their assets for volunteers. Um, there's there's a lot of websites to go to that you can track for volunteerism, um, whether, it's, whether it's the team programs, the CERT program like we do, any of the other volunteer agencies out there, American Red Cross, there's all kinds of ones. But I always recommend, and I'm not just saying this because I am an emergency manager, but that's the individuals that need to track who their volunteers are and what assets they can provide. That's good advice. And then you kind of hit on one thing, the the final thing I want to ask you about. There's a lot of teen uh, volunteer efforts or, you know, uh, roles to establish teens to help out during a crisis. Why is it important to teach young people these steps? Well, I mean, not to be cliche, but your your teens are the future of your volunteer programs. They're the ones that's going to that, that's going to continue the legacy that you start. They're the ones that are going to go off to college and go off and move to other areas that can take the knowledge and the things that they learn through the, through the team program. We and I'll give you a good for instance. You know, just off of our initial class that we did of our cert team, we had 32 individuals went through the first class. We've done three since then. Off of that first team program, as soon as two of our teens hit 18, they joined the local fire departments. So, you know, it, it instills to them that community volunteerism that, unfortunately, in today's world, less than 1% of the population are involved in volunteerism in their, in their local areas. Hmm. And, you know, even here, the ones that go off to college, most of our large shelters are staffed primarily with college student volunteers. So even when they go off to college, they can continue that and serve their communities, their new communities, which is their colleges, which facilitates a lot of your shelters for for most of the states around us. You know, what you were talking about is something we hit on, you know, with the podcast a lot, that it's important for the public to understand that they play a role in emergency preparedness. It's not just FEMA. It's not just GOSEP. It's not just you guys at the local levels. You know, the individuals and, and volunteers have to be a part of the process to make the whole whole system work. So that's that's great advice. Uh, in, any information you want to share if someone is in East Feliciana or, or maybe a neighboring parish and they want to talk to you about more of these topics, any any way to reach out to you to find out more information? Uh, absolutely. We, we're listed, listed under our emergency management system in the parish. You can go to our parish website or contact information directly. Um, but like I say, if you're living outside parish, I always recommend go to your local emergency manager first, make contact with them because that's that's going to be who has to track who's what assets they have to begin with. Um, uh, in Louisiana right now, Lieutenant Governor's Office is kind of overseeing the Volunteer Louisiana program. Their website has all the contact information for all your local programs, whether it be Teen Cert or regular Cert or any of your other volunteer programs that fall under Volunteer Louisiana. 
All right. Well, thank you for taking out time with us today. It's uh, Jody Morrow, the OEP Director for East Feliciana Parish. Sir, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Mr. Mike. Thank you for joining us for our Get a Game Plan podcast. Please encourage others to share this resource and subscribe. We want to thank East Feliciana Parish OEP Director Jody Morrow and GOSEP's Katisha Williams-Smith for joining us today. Don't forget to check out the resources we mentioned today to help you and your business finalize an emergency plan. You can find out more information on getagameplan.org. We also want to thank the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, or LOPA, for use of their studio. Sign up to be an organ donor today. Find out more at DonateLifeLA.org. They also have a great podcast titled The Gifted Life Podcast. For more on the topics we talked about today, go to GetAGamePlan.org. And don't forget to follow GOSEP on Facebook and Twitter. Remember, get a game plan. On behalf of the staff at GOSEP, thanks for joining us. We'll have a new episode available next month. This podcast is produced in partnership with LOPA and the Gifted Life Podcast. Find out more about organ, eye, and tissue donation by listening to the Gifted Life Podcast at thegiftedlife.org or download it from your favorite podcast app.